Wake up, West Georgia. It's time for the podcast powered by coffee and Mountain Dew. The Morning Five with Bryce Sparling and Billy Lindahl. Good morning, West Georgia. Welcome into the Morning Five podcast. Today is Friday, February 24th. We have made it. It is Friday. It's the last Friday in February. And as always, today it's brought to you by the Parian Lawyers. Nobody wakes up thinking, man, I hope I hire a lawyer today. But hey, life happens. Don't call one of those big law firms with overused slogans and thousands of billboards. We have a top-notch law firm right here in West Georgia. The Parian Lawyers with offices in Carrollton and Bremen. Personal injury, workman's comp, and everything in between. Find them at callcadenow.com. That's C-A-L-L-C-A-D-E. N-O-W.com. Local lawyers, catchy slogans, a few billboards, big results. Billy, we got a couple of holidays today. Uh, the first one we're going to talk about is National to- National National Tortilla Chip Day. Let's go. I'm good with those. Every single type. We get all of the tortilla chips. All of them. I mean, I think I think you're like me in that when you go to a Mexican restaurant, you're full before your main course even comes, right? Oh hell yeah! <laughs> <laughs> we we were just talking about this. Out, like I used to do that. Like I, I order I order a full meal when I'm ordering out, meaning like I'll go pick it up and bring it back because I don't need as much chips. Right. So when I'm there, though, I'll eat like the half order of the meal because, you know, I'm not gonna. I'm gonna have more chips there than I am. So it's it's not gonna completely tear up my stomach. I, I wish my brain operated that way. It does not. I order the full meal uh, despite eating 75 baskets of chips. Um, we we were actually talking about this last night. Braxton and I went down to that uh, Mexican restaurant in um, in Heard County after a, after a game. And I think we went through like seven or eight baskets of chips. We were a starter. Um, but yeah, National Tortilla Chip Day. I am all in for that one. Uh, it's also uh, Friday Fish Fry Day. It's National Fish Fry Day. Billy, are you like fried fish? Uh, I'm okay with fried fish. Yeah. Okay. Um, okay. It's, it's not a big favorite of mine, but I like it. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I'm not a huge fried fish fan. I'm not a big fish fan in general. Uh, Mahi Mahi is a bout and, and maybe some uh, uh, catfish. Um, but I'm not a huge fish fan. And the next is National Tartar Sauce Day or Tartar Sauce. See, what makes sense to me is that these days are happening two days after Wednesday because, you know, Wednesday was Ash Wednesday or um, the beginning of Lent season. So a lot of people give up eating a lot of um, uh like regular meat so they'll start eating fish so this this makes a lot of sense that fish friday and, and tartar sauce day is on, t- on today they give up eating food uh well some catholics do give up eating like red meat and stuff so they'll eat fish um during lent so yeah that just seems unhealthy <laughs> that's terrible i'd give up eating fish no. i'd give up eating something that i don't like to give up or that I don't like to eat. That way, I'm not really giving up anything at all. <laughs> I figured. I uh, figured out Ash Wednesday. Figured uh, out. This this weekend, Billy Hawks versus Cavs is actually tonight. The Hawks return to the hard court after the firing of Nate McMillan. Uh, looks like Quinn Schneider probably is going to be the next head coach of the Hawks. Um, no official word yet, but we have had some tweets and stuff leaked by Shams 
that said the Atlanta Hawks have started formal discussions, whatever that means, with the former Utah Jazz coach Quinn Snyder in attempting to swiftly hire Snyder as the team's new head coach. Uh, one of the questions I have for sort of this situation right here is, A, Quinn Snyder going to be hired not really mid-season, but right now while we're in the in the midst of the season, while we're in the midst of a playoff push, while we're trying to get into a playoff run, are we, are we going to hire him now? And if we do hire him now, what is the assistant coaching staff going to look like? Is he just going to roll with who we have right now in the building until the season's out? Is he going to want to bring in everybody new with, you know, 20 games left in the season? This is a very interesting situation and one that I, I'm trying to remember I don't think I've seen a situation like this before where an NBA franchise fires their head coach, you know, with 20 some odd games left and then immediately already has their top candidate for the coaching vacancy. And it looks like we're going to hire Quinn Schneider before the season's over. And, and the whole the whole optics and logistics of this is going to get very interesting over the next couple of days. My biggest question is, has Quinn Snyder and Trey Young talked? Have they already begun talking? Because that's that's going to be a huge part of this. I think that the Hawks would have been a mistake to go ahead and hire Quinn Snyder without Quinn Snyder or whoever they're going to hire talking with Trey Young. Honestly, I know that Trey Young probably could be, you know, he's already being labeled a coach killer because this is number two that he's already he's killed, according to them. But Honestly, this is this is something that I think needs to happen. Is is Trey Young needs to talk with Snyder for sure? I'm I'm gonna guess no. That is just that is my first guess. I'm gonna guess that that Trey Young has not talked to Quinn Snyder, and I'll be honest with you, I don't think he probably will be. Um, he, you know, Trey Young is the face of the franchise. He's the guy that makes this team go. Uh, he is the reason this team, or a big reason why this team made it to the Eastern Conference Finals a couple of years ago. But I don't think Trey Young has quite gotten to the stature yet in the NBA where he's one of those guys that gets to make or gets to chime in on coaching decisions. Maybe whether that's right or wrong, I don't know, but I don't, I don't see him as being that type of player yet with that type of clout where he gets to talk to the coach before the franchise hires the coach and whether it's right or wrong, you know, I, I, I don't agree with that. I think he should probably talk to Quinn Schneider, but I don't see Trey, as as a player yet with enough clout to be able to come in and put his put his opinion and his two cents into who, who the next coach is because if that's the truth if, if that were the case i think nate mcmillan would have been fired last year just with the strife in between trey and nate mcmillan that's probably fair honestly i was just so i think that's you know no i i think you're a thousand percent correct man i mean this this is your star guy this is your franchise guy i would want him to have some sort of input on who we hire. And maybe he is, you know, I, I don't know. This front office, this front office and ownership group is an absolute joke. I, I just don't have any faith in them in in making and taking the right steps to making the right moves and, and bringing Trey in, maybe not even to to suggest who we, who we hire as a head coach or anything, but just to, like you said, talk to Quinn Schneider, you know, philosophy-wise, see if, see if they're both on the same page. I agree with you. I don't think, it, I don't think it's going to happen. I don't think it's happening. Um, I'd like to see it. I'd like to see it happen. I'd like to. I'd like for Brad Rowland to come out this morning and say that it did happen. That Quinn Schneider met with Trey Young, uh, but I, I don't know. I'm slowly losing faith in this faith in this front office 
that um, they'll take the right steps to make the right decision. They might make the right decision, but it'll just be dumb luck in my opinion. Uh, but tonight versus the Cavs, the Hawks, it's it's one game. Don't overreact, but you know people are going to overreact. If if we get blown out tonight versus the Cavs, uh, all, that's all you're going to see on Twitter is we shouldn't have fired Nate. It's Trey's issue. Trey's the problem. Trey's the cancer, et cetera, et cetera. Nate was a good coach, yada, yada, yada. If we win the game by a lot, it's going to be C. Nate's the one that was holding this game, this team back. Trey was a superstar. We're going to the playoffs and going to win the Eastern Conference Finals this year. It was all Nate. It, it's one game. The Cavs are a very good team. Don't overreact to whatever happens tonight. Right. I think uh, if I think if anything, the the Hawks will probably show out tonight because they anytime and we've we've talked about this two years ago. Anytime that a team fires their head coach, it's it's amazing just how much the players play hard the very next game. Because they feel like it's it was their fault that the coach got fired, so I, I anticipate the players to come out tonight and, and dub tonight. So and I think uh, you kind of follow in and play with that tonight with a yeah uh, and, with and the Cavs are coming off a loss last night. I mean that's yeah. another thing that that kind of plays into into our advantages. They have a, they're on the back end of a back to back so. Uh, yeah, they'll come out and play hard. Can we capture the magic from two years ago? Because the situation seems very, very similar from when we made that Eastern Conference run a couple of years ago. I mean, late in the season, getting fired, interim head coach stepping up. I, you know, I don't know if this team has that type of magic in it, but the situations seem very, very similar from the Lord, Lloyd Pierce firing and the Nate McMillan firing. Right. Uh, and, and one of the keys to the game tonight for the Hawks is you got to shut down Donovan Mitchell. I mean, you have to. If you're, you're going to beat the Cavaliers, you got to shut down Donovan Mitchell. Yeah, there's no doubt. And he's, when you look at the sports book, he is all over their sports book on betting for tonight. So it's, that sucks for the Hawks fans. But yeah, I, I'll be interested to see who we put on him. I don't know if it's going to be DeJounte Murray or um, DeAndre Hunter. I'll be very interested to see who we put on Donovan Mitchell. But yeah, if the Hawks want a chance to win at this game tonight, got to shut down Donovan Mitchell. Yep. All right, let's get to the Braves versus the Red Sox. This weekend, uh, Braves start their spring training slate. Pumped about this. Um, I know that these games absolutely do not matter, um, and there's a reason for that, but Colby Allard is actually starting tomorrow for the Braves, which cool. I'm, I'm good with that. Um, <laughs> I forgot he was on the team, honestly, until I, uh, until I, was, until I saw it on the sheet. <laughs> well, he is, uh, he's back... We traded for him this past offseason again. Like we traded him away a couple of seasons ago and now he's back. So Oh, so he's like Adam Duvall. Yes. Yeah, gotcha, okay. And uh what's the other one? Jesse Chavez that has Oh yeah, we get him every year. <laughs> um <laughs> But it sounds like from Snit, like uh that we might bat see matchups when it comes to the left field positions and possibly even Michael Harris. So that's something that to, to pay attention to. Um, you yeah, know. that's something you brought up yesterday, Billy. We were talking about is that left field, is that left field position going to be a black hole? You know, um, defense, defensively, if Ozuna's in there, uh, I, I think we can probably safely expect four to five errors a game um, if Ozuna's <laughs> there in left field. Uh, but, you know, you kind of echoed this yesterday. You, you asked me if we're going to do a matchup with Adrianza and um, uh, Ozuna. And, you know, I, I think you're right. That That's sort of what Brian Snicker 
has said here in preseason is it's probably going to be matchup ball there on left field. I said, I, you know, I kind of made the joke, but I don't want him starting on my 10U team. Um, but that's what Brian Snicker echoed what you said yesterday about matchups. And he said that's even possible for Michael Harris, which I do not like at all. I don't want to see Michael Harris put in in matchup situations. I, I don't I don't care if Michael Harris center. do what? Who are they going to put in center to replace? I don't know. Yeah, I, that, that's that's my big question is I don't care if Michael Harris hits a buck 50. Uh, having his defense in center field is irreplaceable. Thousand percent. I mean, he he's the he's the best defensive center fielder I've seen with the Braves since Andrew Jones. Yeah, that's fair. That's incredibly fair. I don't want to see that glove on the bench. You know, even 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 if the bat's not working, move him down to the eight nine hole, whatever whatever you got to do to get his getting his to get his bat working. Uh, but I definitely don't want his glove sitting on the bench. So I'm going to ask you this, and I think I know the answer to it, but I'm going to ask you anyway. Um, I don't know your your weekend plans, but are you going to at least listen to Ben Ingram this weekend all game? At least absolutely not. not. Really, not at all. No, no. There's way too much. There's way too much stuff going on this weekend. I mean, we got we got baseball and soccer practice on Saturday. We're getting new appliances delivered on Saturday. Atlanta United is playing on Saturday. We have an amazing slate of high school basketball games going on on Saturday. We got the Xfinity race possibly going on on Saturday if it doesn't if it doesn't rain. Nah, there's two. It's and it's not because I'm not interested. And Billy, if I if I find a spare 15 to 20 minutes during the Braves Red Sox game, I will 1,000 percent turn it on and listen. I just don't think I'll have the spare time. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah. It's not it's not because I don't want to. I just there's just so well, it's much not just the Red going. Sox. I, yeah, I mean it's Sunday too. Like uh, you know. Braves Radio Network is going to have it on for all 30 games. We saw a video yesterday of Ben Ingram coming out and saying he's going to be doing all 30. So it's good to see. Sunday's, Sunday's a little bit. What time is the game on Sunday? What time does it start? Yeah, like 135. Boom. Right there. My tee time's at two. I'll listen to the Braves Red Sox game uh, while I'm golfing. thousand percent. Awesome. Yeah, I'll turn it on. So, yeah, Saturday I'm out. I'm just too busy. Not because I don't want to. Just too busy. I, I, if I if I have a spare second, I will tune in. Sunday, I will be locked in. Braves versus Red Sox while I'm losing about 35 balls out at Mirror Lake. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, Braves uh, spring training kicks off this weekend. Well, also kicks off this weekend, Billy. Soccer. MLS. Oh. Atlanta United versus San Jose. Uh, we recorded our first Atlanta United dedicated podcast last night, which we'll be releasing uh, today, probably around 2 or 3 p.m. Once I get that cut up and everything, Abner Castellanos. And David Donis logged on, and they gave us the uh, the rundown and the lowdown on their thoughts about Atlanta United and how this season is going to go. Uh, one of the cool things that I saw from the Atlanta United from um, – who did I see this from? I think it was Mike Conti. I think Mike Conti tweeted this out. Uh, but Atlanta United right now, the season ticket sales for this season, the 2023 uh, season, yeah, uh, they are between 34 and 35,000 tickets. That is that, – that's crap. That's the most in the league, yeah. That's the most season tickets sold in the entire league, and that's almost the entire lower bowl of that season. The here's, season tickets. Here's are. the funny thing: if you look at the average attendance for MLS, most of the average attendance is going to be in the twenties. Okay, honestly, like most yep. of them. No, you're right. You're right. Twenties or below. You've got thirty-five thousand season ticket holders. That's a ton. Like a ton. That's unreal. It's absurd. Yep. Yeah. It's um. It's great. And as I, I'm looking at a, uh, I'm looking trying to find this um, 
this article I read, oh man, I can't find it. At one point in time, I don't know if this is still true, but I know at one point in time, Atlanta United was in the top 10 in attendance for soccer worldwide. Oh, jeez, I'm I'm, talk, I'm talking Germany, England, Italy, Spain, Portugal, Argentina, Brazil, all of those leagues. All of those leagues combined, Atlanta United at one point in time was was top 10. I think we slipped to like top 15 or top 20. Uh, but it, I mean, it's I, I'll, I'll be the first to raise my hand and say I was completely wrong about Atlanta United. I thought I thought soccer was going to come down to the south and flop like hockey did. Yeah, but it, it, it's 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 taken off. And and really, that's a you know, you can you can look at the story of the Thrashers and the story of Atlanta United and and see how to run a franchise and how not to run a franchise. It's it's very, very different. But that's a that's a long conversation for another podcast. But yeah, th- between thirty four and thirty five thousand people have apparently uh, purchased season tickets for Atlanta United. That's great in a season where Atlanta United is probably going to be down at least in my estimation, that's fantastic that we still have that sort of support in this city. Uh, this is the first time we've seen San Jose since 2019. We've never lost to San Jose. We're 3-0. and San Jose has a pretty good attack, but they, they are not, in my opinion, going to be one of the teams that's going to be vying for a Western Conference playoff game. Uh, so Atlanta United, I don't want to say they should win this one, but um, they, they should win this one. So we'll see. We'll see what the attack looks like, man. Everybody is still forming their chemistry up there. I don't know who's going to start. Uh, I am assuming Gigliargos or however you say his name is going to start. I can't wait to hear. Yeah, that guy. Um, I can't wait to hear Mike Conti and Doug Robert Roberson, you know, and uh, Jason Longshore hopefully say his name 35 times so I can get it burned into my head. The only thing about this NLS season kicking off that I'm a little concerned about is you know the only way to watch games is through Apple TV Plus. There will be no local broadcasts of MLS games in any market. Yeah, I, I saw that. That's that's unfortunate, but not a fan of that. Yeah, I think we talked about that originally too. Yeah, I, I I'm not a fan of that at all, man. You're trying to grow the game. You're trying to grow a game that's not. You know, it, it, it's not one of those mainstays in households like it, it's it's not up there with with MLB or NBA or and certainly not NFL and trying to grow the game. And I think that is a I think that is a fail on the commissioner of the MLS and, and the people that run Major League Soccer. I think that's a big fail. I think they saw the dollar signs that came with that exclusive deal with Apple TV Plus and didn't think about the game growing. Um, hopefully it works out. I, I bought it. So, I mean, you know, you got one guy, but it, the, the casual viewer is not going to go out of their way to watch an MLS game. Now, you know, if a casual viewer was flipping around and it was on Valley TV sports or whatever, and they saw it and maybe they stay for a little while, but I, I, I think it's just a, uh, I think it's a little bit of a, a misstep from the MLS. Hopefully it's not, hopefully it works out well. Um, but we'll see. I'm, I'm still debating on getting tickets to that game this Saturday. All right, let's get to the Marine South scoreboard. We have a ton to go over for the scoreboard and the uh, games and events calendar. Uh, last night, baseball, Mount Zion falls to Maynard Jackson 10 to nothing. Carrollton beat Whitewater, however, 8 to 2. Kay Cosper led the way on the mound, going 7 strong, striking out 9. Cosper also had a 3 run, 3 RBI double in the first inning, which was awesome. Uh, in the Smith's Four Coverings games and events calendar, tonight, in basketball, these are all playoff games. Carrollton at Brookwood at 6.30. This is the girls. They will tip off at 6.30. Hurt County at Irwin County. 
This is at 6 p.m. That is for boys, right? Or yes, girls. yeah, that's boys. Mount Zion versus Macon County at 6 p.m. That is girls. That Mount Zion is at home. Make sure that go there. Temple at Swainsboro at 6 p.m. That is girls as well. In baseball tonight, Temple versus Osborne at 5:30, and Villarica at Bremen at 2 p.m. today. Uh, in soccer, Central at Troop. The girls will kick off at 5.30. Boys will kick off at 7.30. And lacrosse, Cherokee is at Carrollton um, today. Don't have a time yet um, for that. On Saturday, the, in basketball, Carrollton boys will face off, will host Parkview at 6 p.m. And the Temple boys will host Dublin at 6 p.m. on Saturday afternoon. In baseball on Saturday, there's a ton. Temple versus Paulding County at 11 a.m. Her County at Jackson at 12. Carrollton versus Calhoun and Oconee at, at the Diamond Day. Paulding County versus Bowden at Temple at 1.30. Uh, Bowden versus Temple at Temple at 4. Troop at Central at 11. And South Paulding at Central at 4 p.m. In college basketball, Delta State will visit UW this weekend, boys and girls on Saturday night. Billy, and Billy, I got a, a time for you on that LAX game tonight at Carrollton. It is at 7.30 tonight. The undefeated Carrollton Trojans take on the Cherokee Indians. All right, let's get to the incredible Pulp Softer and Dollar segment. Our, our thanks to Steve Walker and the awesome, awesome, awesome. I need some incredible Pulp, man. Okay. I haven't had some in a while. No, I was thinking the same thing. Um, I know they've been out and about here now that the weather's starting to turn. Uh, it just hasn't matched up where I've been able to have my schedule out there where Incredible Pulp is. But the thing I love about Incredible Pulp is not only do they sponsor all of our high schools around here and our high school teams and stuff, yeah. like every single event, like every single festival that all the towns have around here, like they're always out there with, with their uh, incredible, you know, I, I call it the Incredible Pulp Wagon. Um, I love that thing. Uh, pumping, uh, pump, slanging, slanging nade, as they like to say it. So yeah. I, I gotta see where they're gonna be next. I gotta, I gotta look and I gotta look at their calendar. I know they always post it. If you're following them on Facebook, they always post uh, when and where they're gonna be next. So yeah, I gotta get some incredible pulp lemonade, man. It's been, it's been a couple months. Uh, didn't, didn't have a good week last week, Billy. It's back to back weeks where we didn't do too well. I think we went a combined one and six. Um, so we got we got to step it up, man. You're still you're still doing good on money though. So that's what's really important right now, is we're both ten and eleven, so we both have twenty points. But right now I have twenty four dollars and seventy two cents. You have fifty two dollars and seventy six cents. Uh, so we've had about the same amount of wins, but your wins pay out a lot better so far than my wins have. So we're we're still up. Was that seventy six dollars on the year? Which that's not too bad through the first two months of the season. I would say that's, yep. a, that's a that's a win in my opinion right there. Uh, my bets for this weekend, Hawks versus Cavs tonight. Hawks are a one-point favorite. Uh, give me them to cover that against the Cavs tonight. They're a minus 112 on that one. Atlanta United versus San Jose. The over-under right now is three and a half goals. Give me the over at 138. I think Atlanta United might cover that by themselves. Uh, there should be a lot of goals tonight. The defense for both teams are terrible, and the offense for both teams are decent. Renegades versus Roughnecks. This is XFL betting, folks. We are getting deep into the weeds here. Give me the under on the Renegades versus the Roughnecks at 39 and a half. Watching the XFL games in the past couple of weeks, uh, the offenses are absolutely atrocious. The, if they go over 39 and a half points, I'll be very, very shocked. All right. I'm going to start with Billy Horschel. 
Give me Billy Horschel a top five finish. It's a plus 170. He started out really strong yesterday, shot a, a five under. Um, let's hope he continues it throughout the weekend. Hawks Cavs over. Give me over the 220 and a half. That's at a minus 110. And Bryce, I'm going to argue with you. I'm not necessarily arguing with you, but I think it's going to go the opposite way. Give me Atlanta United San Jose under two and a half. Ooh, oh, man. All right. Plus 146. I think early on in the season, it's tough to get offense. It's a lot easier to get defense. So let me let me take the two and a half. Let's just say Atlanta wins two nothing. And I, I, I like it. I like get it. That win. Two nil win at home to start the season off. I'm Hey, I'll, I'll be with you on that one. If we win two nil at home. Uh, I'll I'll be happy that you uh, that you won that bet. Yeah, honestly, if we, if we still get over the the three and a half, I, I'll be happy too. Just to... <laughs> just win, just win, dang it! Just open up the season with a win. You need another cup of coffee, Billy? And I need a cup of coffee. Give me, let's get it. Let's do it, dude. Another cup of coffee brought to you by Realtor Hannah Strong with Robert Goolsby Real Estate Group. All Pro linebacker Bobby Wagner and the Rams agree to part ways. Should the Falcons be knocking down the door for all pro linebacker Bobby Wagner? No. Really? No, I don't think so. Really? Really, I don't think so. It's I I think you get to a certain point where you you wonder if if I mean Wagner's I'm not saying Wagner's not talented and I'm not saying he's not an all pro. I'm just saying I don't think we should be knocking down the doors for him. So why do you hate Bobby Wagner? Uh see, you always go there with me. Just because I say that I don't think we should, it's obviously I hate the person. No, it's not. It sounds like you hate the guy. No, I don't hate him. I just don't think it'd be a fit. <laughs> Here's the difference. I, I I would be knocking down the door if I was the Falcons. You got $16 billion in cap room right now. I mean, Bobby Wagner rated out as a 90.7 on PFF last year. Had 89 solo tackles, tied for 20th amongst linebackers, 44 assists, and two interceptions. Uh, I, I mean, this guy was a monster. He's, he's an all-pro. How many times do you have an all-pro anything that's cut by your team? I, you know, I don't know what type of contract he's looking for. He is 32 years old, so he's up there. You probably only have two or three more years uh, where he's a viable starting position. I, you know, I, I guess it depends on how much money they spend on the quarterback position for the Falcons. I'd be knocking this. I'd be knocking the door down to go get him, but I don't run an NFL franchise, so, you know, it is what it is. I'm going to get him in Madden, though. That'll be uh, that'll be worth it. Of course. Aaron Rodgers leaves the Oregon facility in darkness retreat. I can't wait till he talks to Pat about this. This dude is, <laughs> this dude really is so eccentric. I, I can't wait. I can't wait till he talks to Pat about this. I really can't. I read a comment the other day that said, uh, imagine if Aaron Rodgers really did get drafted by the 49ers and lived in the Bay Area this entire time instead of Wisconsin. Like how how much weirder would he oh. be if he lived in the Bay Area this entire time instead of rural Green Bay, Wisconsin? Night and day. It would have been fun though. No pun intended. Yep. With the night and day. I got you. Uh, Jeff Bezos hires firm to help consider Commander's bid. Is Jeff Bezos going to buy the commies from Dan Schneider? Let's go. Let's let's just get Dan Schneider out. That's all I care about. Yeah. <laughs> Dear Lord. Yeah. Any Anything that gets him out of the ownership of the NFL, I'm all for as well. Yeah. I don't care if it's Bezos or anybody else, but get Dan Schneider out of the NFL. Saudi officials file a letter challenging subpoena in LIV PGA golf lawsuit. Uh, Billy, they just announced the other day that all of the LIV golfers will be eligible for the four majors. Is, is this good for golf or is this bad for golf? Well, I, I think them being 
available for the four majors is good for golf. Um, I'm not sure if this rivalry between the NF- the NFL, Jesus, between <laughs> the PGA and the uh, um, Live Tour is is good for golf. That's that's going to be kind of different. So. Yeah, and the only way – LIV kicks off today, and the only way to watch it is through the CW app. A, I did not know the CW still existed, and I didn't know CW had an app. I, I asked that the other day. It was I couldn't remember what the name of the s- station was, but yeah, CW. Did you know CW still existed? Yeah, I did. Like, I, I remember hearing about it, and then, um, you know, the first thing I think of was that was, that was where all the uh, – the teen dramas played out, right? Oh Growing yeah, up. yeah, yeah, a thousand percent. You're right, you're right. Didn't didn't they have the frog that was dancing? Was that the CW? Yes, 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 yes. I did not know that it still existed. I didn't know they had an app. But if you want to watch LIV today, you have to download the CW app, which I will be doing because uh, I'm a DGen and love sports. Uh, Bruins acquire Dimitri Orlov, Garnet Hathaway in a three-team deal. Billy, the Bruins are the best team in the NHL right now. Does this trade make them better? I don't know any. I, I don't know either one of those players. I've never heard of them. I'm sure if it makes them better, but it probably makes them a little bit deeper. That's that's the at this point when you're when you're playing as strong as you have been, like like Boston has been, adding players of Orlovs and Hathaways um, ilk is basically just making you a deeper team, and that's that's all that matters right it's now. It's always good to go deeper. So congratulations to the uh, to the Bruins. Uh, and today in 1980, the U.S. ice hockey team clinches gold medal with a 4-2 win over Finland at the Lake Placid Winter Olympics and comes after the 4-3 miracle on ice victory against the hot favorites, the Soviet Union. I think there is a very common misconception that the Soviet Union versus USA hockey match was the gold medal match. It was, it was yeah. not. People think that. People think that. No, it was you still. The, the bad thing is, and, and honestly, like, I think the United States felt or the uh, players kind of felt that that was their gold medal game and they they almost had to get up for the Finland game um, to win the gold because the Soviet game was it took everything that they had to, to win that game and especially as bad as the Soviets had beaten them early on in the uh, process so always uh, it's always fun to go back and watch that and watch Miracle um the movie's phenomenal. Disney did a, a great job with that. Great movie. Definitely yeah. my favorite hockey movie, or probably my second favorite hockey movie. Um, yeah, I love behind, behind Slapshot. Slapshot's amazing. Love Slapshot. Uh, and Goon. Yeah. Goon is good too. If nobody's seen Goon, um, Goon is yeah, good. yeah. yeah. Uh, the one thing that always killed me when I watched that the Miracle on Ice movie and, and like real life footage from it is how big that hockey rink was they played on. That, oh, that yeah. thing is massive, dude. It's like a football field. Yeah, it's it's pretty huge. It's like, Let's not forget Happy Happy Gilmore is a hockey movie too. I, nah, I, I don't know about that. <laughs> <laughs> I think that might be stretching the rules a little bit. <laughs> oh man, you got anything else to uh, to add today on a Friday? Last Friday of February, only only two more uh, podcasts in February, and then we uh, we hit up March. Uh, let's get out of here. Let's let's root on a. Uh, let's get baseball back this weekend. Let's get soccer back this weekend, and we've got a big weekend. Plus, the Hawks are back this weekend. It's a it's a big weekend for for sports. Huge weekend. Plus, uh, I, I talked with our buddy Matt Ridgeway. He was flying out to Fontana last night. So, Matt um, Ridgeway. Happy happy to hear uh, track talk back this week. I'm happy to 
listen to uh, TM5's United t- today. Let's go, boys. It's it's back. Uh, Billy, we got three podcasts dropping today. We got the Morning 5 that drops every single weekday, as usual, 7 a.m., and then we have a Get to Know You series, new series that we have kind of gone on with, uh, and we're wrapping up with Rich Finley today. That should be dropping around noon. Uh, and then probably around 2 or 3 o'clock, we have the first inaugural edition of uh, TM5 United. Um, so the, the podcasting platform of TM5 is growing exponentially, and we have a we have a couple additional podcasts in the works as well. So hopefully our our kind of goal is to be able to listen or to be able to release an offshoot podcast every single day. It's going to be something different, something some other people are talking about. It's going to be other presenters, other hosts, so you don't hear uh, mine and Billy's voice over and over again talking about the same stuff. Get a because nobody. Yeah, no, we're we're on the air way too much anyways as it is. Um, we want other people's takes. We want other people's viewpoints and everything. So we got stuff in the works and. We got a, you know, we'll see what comes down the pipe. But yeah, we got some, we got some really exciting and fun stuff coming up in the next couple of weeks, in the next couple of months for TM5, the entire TM5 podcasting family. But for Billy Lundahl, I am Bryce Sparling. Have a fantastic weekend, and we will see y'all on Monday, same time, same place. Shake your neighbors, just shake them, shake your neighbors.